are you doing? Hey, Welcome yeah. to episode six of the Ramshi podcast. It's myself, Ray Sang, and... And it's me, me, me. So guys, you may notice that you only hear two voices right now. Tiana had some urgent business that she had to deal with, and she will be back with us next episode. However... We do have a very, very special guest in the building. So without further ado, Whitney, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I am Whitney, a live music promoter from Metropolis Music, joining the girls today. So hello, hello. Hello. Hey. So first of all, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. I'm exhausted in all honesty. Not in a, not a bad exhausted. Just had a lot on this week. Yeah. But yeah. I'm exhausted. I think I'm echoing that sentiment definitely this week. I feel like I don't even know what day or time it is most of the time. So, yeah, Honestly, this week has yeah. definitely been a lot. <laughs> I feel like this week kind of dragged in a sense. Or was it just me? Mm-hmm. No, it definitely dragged. It definitely dragged this week. It's like I'm, I'm happy in the sense that I feel like I can feel a shift and feel a change. But at the same time, like emotionally, I just feel like I've been bouncing up and down all week. It's like I'm tired, but at the same time, I don't want to lose the momentum. So I'm like, keep going. Keep your foot on the gas. Keep going. Which is exactly kind of what we've got Whitney here to talk about. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's go. I guess the first thing to talk about is Blackout Tuesday. So first of all, Whitney, what is Blackout Tuesday for people that don't know? And how did it come about? Um, It's become... Um, many different things actually it was started by Brianna and Jamila who were two black execs at Atlantic UK in the States mm-hmm. and you know I thought that it was started for black people to pause and have a moment out you know whatever that meant whatever that was to watch Netflix whether that was to you know have chance to protest talk to each other celebrate each other because <laughs> You know, everyone, I think, is feeling really, really, really heavy. You know, regardless of country, I just think around the world, black people are in mourning. So that was, I guess, the original stance. But then it kind of became a thing that companies decided to join in, which I don't think was a bad thing because, you know, it gave everybody, if they did it properly anyway, it should have given everybody time to you know, do what I said originally and then the non-black people should have been getting education, you know, getting links to books, you know, um, documentaries, having conversations with their black friends about moving forward. So that this is relative to the music industry, by the way. I mean, I, I don't know why, yeah. you know, what happened with, with like outside of it, but within this, this is what I thought it was for and I guess what actually happened in relation to me and my network anyway. So if it being a music industry thing, do you think the message kind of got lost when other people jumped into it? Yeah. Um, No, I think for me, I don't think there was a problem. I think it's good that around the world people took a day out, you know, because I just want to reiterate, I don't think the ladies started it because it was solely about the music industry. I think it was just because that was their industry and as black people in it, it just doesn't feel right. Like I know for me, I've not really been in the mental state to work. And I think, I guess mm-hmm. they might have the same, like across the company, the black people in their office might just have not been in the state to work and just kind of needed a minute for whatever that would be, you know, maybe to express anger, to express outrage, to sleep, you know, whatever. Uh, we did a second um, and other people picked it up, which I think was brilliant. I, You know, I saw the movement kind of go around the world. I just think that the message was a bit lost because it kind of jumped from the industry to outside of it. You know, it didn't get to keep the same momentum all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope this isn't too much of a personal question, but um, how did you kind of spend Blackout Tuesday being someone who does work in the music industry? Um, So for me, I know Brianna, you know, I've worked with her across various things and um, I just wanted to support whatever she was doing because she was black. Even if it didn't make sense to me, I didn't want to criticise it because I knew it came from a black woman. So I was just, I was not about to tear it down. Um, So we kind of gave it meaning and we've actually, I say we because it's me and four other black women in music kind of decided to give it meaning here. So we kind of started a, the show must be paused UK sentiment and movement. And I spent 
my whole Tuesday on calls about, you know, the black music industry. It's got quite a few executives on the call from here during the afternoons and black executives. And we just spoke about things moving forward, you know, pay gaps in the industry, philanthropy, getting those companies that posted to put their money where their mouths are, you know, mm-hmm. just the things that we feel like black people need, you know, anti-racism training yeah. as part of company compliance, um, just different things that we think should be implemented. So I made sure that my Tuesday was you know and it hasn't stopped since Tuesday to be honest the the Instagram's got almost 4,000 followers wow hit us up you know we're we're talking we're taking posts meeting notes you know just doing things for change like you know we're, we're trying to think about the steps we need to take to kind of go into these buildings and implement change for us not just as an industry but to try and get them as in you know the corporations to do things for and within the black community you know if you look at the percentages of the amount of black people I think it's like 14 percent yeah of the prison population in the UK it's, it's probably more than that even but there's a large percentage of the prison population in the UK that is um consumed with black people and you know even that there needs to be some some change some help you know you can't just watch your artists go to jail after you've signed them and not offer any help or uh-huh. like that so yeah I spent my Tuesday basically talking about calls to action with other industry folk that are about it and not just on the internet tweeting and posting shit can I ask a question like how does it feel to be a black woman in the industry like would you say is like twice as hard as a black male in a sense um yes i would you know it, it's definitely twice as hard we're not even earn, we're not we don't even have the same earning potential um yeah. as black men and you know i i struggle with saying things are twice as hard because they are but i also don't like you know the stigma if that makes sense i don't want it to be like a victim thing but mm-hmm. it is definitely the reality that it's twice as hard but you know I, I kind of don't always love the stigma it's true though it we do we have a double down like you're yeah, black and you're women yeah uh-huh. so you know it kind of goes without saying that yeah it's it's harder in terms of being a black woman in the industry what would you say is the most challenging aspects of that um I think this is just even for black people in general but just the industry being treated like a monolith black people are not a monolith we're not all the same and even mm-hmm. you know that's, that's the main thing I can say because my experience will not be the same as another black woman so I can't even really for me my personal um experiences as a black woman I always try to reiterate our personal because we're not a monolith so if I say you know I don't like the fact that somebody may not be able to pronounce my surname correctly another black woman might not feel like that mm-hmm. so you know it's hard to even relay your experiences without it then becoming some general thing where they think oh my gosh like all black women feel like this like we don't do you know what I mean we're we're not on monolith and that is my main issue I guess trying to get representation to be far and wide and not just like oh what they think one black woman or you know what they think black women would like we're we're not a monolith for sure were you surprised by like the online kind of backlash against the blackout tuesday nah i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't surprised yeah i'm never surprised you know for me i think it's very interesting people's mentality and i i I don't think anything in the world is above criticism at all i think everything But, you know, I think what I found funny was for me, when I saw music industry blackout, I didn't know what it meant, but I didn't moan about it. I I, I, I was about it, you know, don't be about it. I had no clue what it meant. I did, Brianna didn't call me, no one messaged me. She didn't know that, you know, we were going to start a group. Like, I thought, I don't know what it means. So I started a WhatsApp group and I put the black directors, the black A&Rs, the black CEOs, the black marketing managers that I know in there, the black managers in the WhatsApp group. And I'm like, cool, everyone's posted the picture. What are we doing? So then we all decided, okay, cool. On Tuesday, let's jump on a call. We made an agenda. We spoke about it. We've done post-meeting notes. We're starting our action. 
I'm not about jumping online and being part of the problem. I saw loads of people who were like, oh, this don't mean anything. You could have given it meaning in your own place. You Uh could have started a group within your network of Uh black people and been like, cool, you know, on Tuesday, they're blacking out. What can we do? But I saw people you know, online criticising it instead. And I just thought, you know what, I, I don't just have time. Just wasting time, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't mm-hmm. have time to focus on this. There's a mission at hand. I, you know, I don't care. And now we're working alongside Brianna in the States to kind of make sure that our our um, mission statements align and we, you know, get things done. They'll probably fight for a whole different cause in mm-hmm. terms of, paying for post bail for protesters that we're not going to do that here so ours will be like focusing on philanthropy in black businesses in black charities in getting those artists that you know are wrongly accused of things in jail out of jail those things so yeah i i i wasn't surprised nor was i bothered like i was just like i just thought you know sometimes as well i think some people are very um ego-centered I know that some people knew that things were going on and they were just kind of like, oh, yeah, a bit salty about it. But I think sometimes people go in the wrong direction when they don't get the call up. Like for me, I know that if I didn't start this WhatsApp group, I might not have been a part of it. But that's yeah. absolutely OK as long as things were being done. Whereas yeah. I think there are some people that if they're not a part of something straight away, it needs, away. Yeah, it needs criticism where I'm like, OK, that mentality already is not progressive. So I just I'm not going to focus on that. There was there's so much to be done within our industry that mm-hmm. you know I saw it and I just kind of laughed. I just thought, oh, you know, because I can because I kind of saw people didn't really understand it, and I was like, you know what? If you're gonna post a black picture, just do something within the black community. It can be talking about like a fun fact about something about black in music or like history wise like just kind of spread awareness about our blackness in a sense yeah i mean that it can't be something big but every little thing kind of matters i feel like people for the whole week trying to look for big voices and i'm trying to explain people like your voice actually matters as well if you contribute as well do you know what i mean exactly exactly that so yeah i just i don't i don't really I wasn't really bothered. And I understand why people didn't understand it because there wasn't, like, there wasn't a direct instruction. But Mm. for me, nobody gave me an instruction either, but I still got something done. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand something, there were two options. You wait to be directed or you do it yourself. Yeah. Like, nobody stopped anybody giving that post meaning. Not not one soul, not one soul. You could have done anything when you saw that post. Like like I said, you could have started mm-hmm. a WhatsApp group within your network and just spoke about what you want to do to help or even just asked how your people are feeling. I don't know what people did. You know, perhaps the people that criticised did go on to do things, but, you know, I just think don't wait for direction. I didn't know what it meant when I posted it. I didn't, but I wasn't following fashion because in my head I knew, okay, Tuesday's the day. Yeah. All right, cool. Because if I was working on Tuesday, I wouldn't have been able to sit. The call that we had that it took place, it was three and a half hours. There's no way. And it was a very productive call extreme, but there's no way I would have been able to do that without Tuesday off because we're working. So it, Mm. it was important that we got a day to regroup and, you know, focus. For sure. Did you see um, the statement that Khalees made? Um, I did, yeah, I did. I need to look back at it, but I did see it. I'm going to read it out now just for our listeners, just so that they can have some context. So she said, if the music industry wants to support Black Lives Matter, labels and platforms can start with amending contracts, distributing royalties, diversifying boardrooms, and retroactively paying back all the Black artists and their families they have built their empires on. What were your thoughts on her statement? She's right. There's nothing to unpick. (laughs) It's actually true. Yeah, there's nothing to unpick there. I don't disagree with any part of that statement. All of it is right. I think, like, as well, in America, they're always complaining about contracts. I don't know what bondage they get put in because I don't understand American contracts. But from the looks of it, they're always in some mad... Yeah, not complaining. Yeah, like takes about 20, 20 years for them to get their royalties back. I don't know what goes on over there, boy. It's a whole different ball game. But the UK is not exempt. They also need to do everything she said. Okay, so playing devil's advocate here, not that I, I agree with this point of view because I really don't. But um, 
do you think it's realistic for people who did sign these contracts to now have them amended? Because um, I'm sure the argument is going to be, well, you signed the contract, you weren't coerced into signing the contract. So on the basis that you signed the con- contract, this is your consequence. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't think reversing anyone's contract is... I don't, it's tough. I don't think it's like... No, I don't think it makes sense. It definitely does. But I think now, unfortunately, those ones have been done. And definitely where there's extremes in people's contract, if they can fight to push to get, you know, justice and out of those bits, then fine. But I think, you know, for me, it's more about going forward. So, you know, the, the contracts coming, going forward, that we can learn from the ones before. And obviously, like I said, if you're in a contract from prior that is absolutely not okay, then yeah, fight for it. But like you said, it is tough because you've signed it and it's legally binding. So I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even know if you can, you know. Go back and amend Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you can go back and amend. And then I guess for the labels, they could amend it in good faith and stuff. But I, I just, I just don't know how it will work, to be honest. So I think now my main focus will be thinking about going forward, like 100% making sure that these things are, are not done. And I guess even... For here, definitely, I think black artists need to use black lawyers. And I yeah. know that the labels mm-hmm. are like, you have to use our lawyer. And I think education is key here. We need to make sure managers and artists know, because there are black lawyers, you know, shout out Wale and Anthony Oram. They're two even that I know that um are very, very, very important. And even there's a lady that's not black, her name's Praveen. She's Asian, but she's you know helped a lot of black people get the right pay the right job title etc so i think a black or at most person of color needs to be your lawyer representative so we've also got work to do within ourselves just we've got to make sure that people are getting the right education so they're not just listening like oh yeah you guys have to take this lawyer and then they just take that lawyer yeah yeah no we have a lawyer for you and a lot of people can't afford a lawyer outside so there's a lot that's those are the things where we're like okay cool we we need to try and figure out how we can help artists that can't pay for their own lawyers so that they're not you know ripped off or taken in by label lawyers because you know just like I was saying yesterday someone was saying that you know we need more black HR you have to remember these people are hired by the company but Mm -hmm. anything by any company to represent you they are representing the company first that's who pays 100% 100% And I feel like, um, obviously, you mentioned before with the US artists and us kind of being aware of the botched contracts that they end up getting into. But I don't think we have that sort of information from a UK perspective. Do you think that artists who have been in kind of crazy deals should come out and speak out, speak out about that? Do you think they will do it? Um, I'm in two minds because I think that's quite a personal thing, Um, Mm. you know. It definitely can educate, but I think we could talk about people's contracts maybe without necessarily baiting out who was who. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, because I, me personally, I wouldn't want anyone to know if I signed a book contract. Mm-hmm. I would, I would want people to know, but not maybe know necessarily that it's me. Um, maybe out of maybe that's wrong, maybe out of pride, whatever. But I just would also like to protect myself so that people don't necessarily know what I went through, and I have to subjected to people's mouths because when I saw the way people talk about Megan, these are people that don't even read their EE contract. Everybody was uh, <laughs> honestly oh she should have read her contract. You know, the same people that are crying about Afro Nation when there's a clause in there that says that, you know, in times of da 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 you might not get a refund. Like some we we're all I don't read all my contracts, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there was there's a lot of pressure on artists to be, you know, these smart intellects that should be reading every single line. We're all human, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I wouldn't put out that I didn't sign my contract because straight away people are gonna be like, Oh well you should have read it without even knowing that yeah maybe you did read it but you didn't understand maybe you couldn't afford to get the lawyer that could explain things to you and then you have to be explaining to people 
why and I'm just like sometimes it's just too much I just think that people forget that artists are human too so mm. I do think they could share their experiences without having to actually put their face to it just as well I think people forget that artists are humans you know to be scrutinized publicly all the time all the time all the time people think you put yourself up for that but you don't so you know I, I think you can do the education without putting your face at the front of it mm. I see it as like Go on, go on, I'll say like the kind of like human at the end of the day, like they're basically normal people that have an opportunity with their music and having money that like they didn't have before. So anyone in anyone's shoes will actually take it firsthand without knowing the long run what will happen. That's how I see it. So when people just saying this and that, I'm just like, mm, but I would sign if I was in her shoes as well. If I'm in that situation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. 100% I agree with that I feel like most people they see life-changing money that they've probably never seen in their life and they see an opportunity to take themselves out of a certain situation or take their families out of a, out of a certain situation at that point in time certain things in their contracts are not crossing their mind if we're all being honest so yeah I mean p- listen if someone came to me now and said you know you're getting 400 grand da, 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 this is what you, this is what's what you know, without the right education, I might sign it. I don't have 400 grand. So, of course, uh-huh. you know, that's a life-changing amount of money. I'm thinking, cool. And I'm not even saying that's how artists see it, but you just don't know. And I I don't think they have to explain to, like, people, fans are mad entitled. They think they deserve yeah. it. Like, you actually don't. Mm. This one must come and say this. This one must come. Like, bro, you don't actually deserve. You, know, you don't. They don't have to come and explain anything to you. For sure. So How do you of, feel? Well, <laughs> so in terms of like diversifying the boardroom, because that was actually something else that Kelly said. Like, how do you think we can approach that without kind of tokenism? Because I feel like a lot of people now are just gonna just gonna be like in a rush to hire black people for the sake of it. Um, no, because the thing is, you you can't just hire someone to be in the boardroom anyway they have to be qualified to do the job there are enough people I think in the industry that can move up and then allowing space for people who are not in the industry to take in um, entry positions so I think it's actually about promotion more than just putting random people in the the board the boardroom is actually about promoting the ones that you have already into places that they can be chairs you know directors the leaders not just pulling random black people because once you do that we everyone can kind of move up the hierarchy and there's a whole amount of room for entries because if you look around music entry level is fine in most parts of it but it's then when you go higher up it drops down so we need the we need it to just we need the hierarchy to continue not for it to be random people so if everybody moves up there is space for people who aren't in the industry to come forward and they can also move up. So mm. it can be done without being tokenistic. They need to just move up. But I think they're going to need direction in what to do, which is what, which was one of the things that we spoke about. You know, there were loads of people I could think about that should be CEOs or directors in their respective fields that aren't at the moment. So without naming names to these boards, mm-hmm. they need to start cherry picking the ones that can move up and move people up that deserve to be up and then keep leaving room for people to enter because we don't really have issues with entry positions at all Mm. you know somebody can actually come back and say oh how comes we can't build our own stuff and give our own people their own opportunity in a sense or do you feel like that's kind of unrealistic it's not unrealistic um it depends like music is big you know like what do people want built i just this is the thing like because people keep to be i think one thing about music is i don't never know who people are talking about you're talking about radio are you talking about publishing Mm. are you talking about labels you're talking about live you know are you talking about dsp what you what what is it you want to build because music is not just a and r and management which is what people think it's like it's, it's so it's so broad I don't even work at a label so you know if you're saying build build your own promotion company or you know like it's not unrealistic Mm -hmm. what do people want people to build there's just a lot of branches and that yeah there's a lot of branches Mm. that's actually interesting you know so what direction and noise without actually people saying things yeah 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 Yeah. I feel like like that's the TL that's Twitter like I feel like people just talk 
in a sense, they think they know and they think they're right and they're entitled and they will say it and they'll argue the point to to the end. They think you're wrong, but you don't know A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, I, I stopped arguing with people, you know, because I... I <laughs> Before, I used to, like, suffragette for it, but I just thought, you know what, yeah, you lot don't actually know what you're talking about. And uh, and you can't say that without sounding like a snob, but it's like, mm. uh, I, I, I just don't understand why people who have never actually had an industry job have so much knowledge. Like, I just couldn't wake up one day and start tweeting about fashion industry. I have no clue about it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. music, everybody is an expert. So I'm just like, all right, you lot are just talking to talk. Like, you just... I just drown out the noise because it just actually doesn't make any sense. So with that being said, what are like some of the things that you hope will change as a result of having the conversations that you have that you have had on Tuesday and kind of the other conversations that you hope to have? Um, I think just to support black people in the UK via the music industry. Like I think for me, we've all noticed that we need to do more. So it's not just about promoting each other and everyone getting the right bag and securing bank it's about you know the charities that we need to support and make sure that we're supporting the businesses that black people do you know make sure that we're trying to get as many black people in these buildings so little things like that so it's not just oh yeah black people are protesting because they want a pay rise because it isn't you know even things like belly we we belly, the the belly majinga case you know yeah I don't know how we could have helped, but these are the things that we want. We want to be able to say, like, okay, cool, we're going to get the universals or whoever to be able to contribute to a fund for her justice. You know, we, we those are the things that we want to do. We want to help the community. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger than... Because I saw a lot of people saying as well, like, how what, what it's not about the music industry and it absolutely isn't about the industry. That's why it's not about going in and fighting for a pay cut for a pay rise. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that we hold all those companies that posted that Black Lives Matter accountable in their actions going forward. You can't just post something and say Black Lives Matter and go and it, it stretches beyond your colleagues like you know I know that for example there were some companies that when the Australia fire happened they was able to do bake sale and yeah. all these other little things to mm-hmm. send money all right cool there's things that are happening in the black community how are we as a company now going to raise money for that it can't just be oh yeah you know Australia bushfire and all these other things you know we need to then get them to feed out to other black charities and causes that's my hope mm-hmm. speaking of actually things that some of these corporations and labels can do um republic records kind of posted a statement in regards to removing um the term um urban from their verbiage um so i'm going to read out the statement just so that our listeners have context and then we can discuss it further so they said effective immediately republic records will remove urban from our verbiage in describing departments employee titles and music genres we encourage the rest of the music industry to follow suit at as it is important to shape the future of what we want it to look like and not adhere to the outdated structures of the past. So do you think that this was just a kind of a performative thing or do you think the term urban is actually problematic? Um... I don't know if it was performative, but I don't care. I don't. I hate that word, so... Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like it's another way to say black, in a sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Performative or not as well, I think as long as it gets that word out of here, I don't care because I hate it personally. I think it's a it's a very... Black is not a swear word. I don't know when it became this Thank word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why urban is now the word. Like, I'm just a bit confused, but black is not a a swear word so let's replace urban and say black yeah for me like the reason that i found urban so problematic is kind of like it it allowed people to get away with giving like shine to artists who create black music without actually giving attention to the black artists who originated the sound and that's kind of why i used to find it so problematic i don't know how you feel about that um i think as i think like people think as soon as you label something black nobody else can be included which isn't the which isn't the it's not the premise like by calling it black music like you said you're giving the right people the credit but Mm -hmm. you're there urban was just like a way to let everybody come in and not actually credit oh, actually, this is black music. So, you know, yeah, if we can get people to say black instead of urban, performative or not, 
let's get it cracking. I'm hoping that there's a domino effect on that and other people come out and start doing that. Like the whole term of like black music, but I feel like black music is just music overall because any type of genre from rock, from jazz, from blues, from R&B is all from a black person. So in a sense, I feel like, why can't you just name it as the title, as the position of that, that role around the urban, if you know what I mean? Sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. I basically said, like, calling something black music is done because music is music because it's all originated from a black person, from jazz, rock and roll, R&B. So can't we just name it as just that title rather than put an urban so-and-so? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the, the good thing about everyone posting, as funny as it is that everyone thinks it's performative, is for me, I'm, I think it's brilliant because now I'm going to get people to put their money where their mouths are. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy people are posting things saying Black Lives Matter because now you have to prove it. Mm-hmm. You don't get to post and go. You don't thought you yeah. put a little statement out and go. No, yeah. cool. Black Lives Matter. These are the things that we don't like. Listen to us. Yeah, and I, I think you know across the board, I've seen that you know there's fear. People are scared because we're now you know going to speak out and mm-hmm. say the things that we don't like and hold people accountable. They don't know what you know anyone wants. They don't know what's coming. So. You know, it's cool. It's good. It's good. We get to work together because I still think as well, it's, it, it needs to be unified. I think more so, more now more than ever, we need our white peers and counterparts to speak because, you know, their voices are going to be heard for us. We, we've been speaking to each other. You know, these are not new things. We always speak to each other. Black people have always been speaking to each other, but we want, we want our voices to be heard by all so mm-hmm. if you think as a non-black person that yeah you know I've always felt because I've had a few non-black people say to me they don't actually like the word urban either so I'm like you know cool this is the time where you tell people you know what I've never really felt comfortable saying urban because I've known within that it should be black mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come out and say it and what other ways do you think people in the music industry can show their solidarity with the black lives matter movement um non-black people yeah, non-black people. Um, I think they can just speak if they if they really um care, they should speak out for us. And also for the ones that are not comfortable to speak to us, speak to your counterparts. Do the education, read the links. You know, just you know, educate yourself because not everybody's going to want to speak, and that's okay if you don't want to speak to us. But when you see racism, passive aggressiveness, all of yeah. that call it out you know be allies for real just you know ride for us essentially you don't know what i'm saying you've got to be on the front line but there are little things that everyone can do moving forward you know even when you hear the dodgy comment about the rapper that always smokes weed let them know that it's not it's not okay to say that mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a community effort genuinely but i've seen like tweets from other people like even within the black community been saying that but right now we're talking like this because we're taking the u.s problems into our problems in a sense and i'm just like no it's always been a problem in the uk but it's not as graphic with the whole police killing but there is racism in the uk as in taking it in because of george floyd yeah um george floyd i think was you know, he was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. He was the last straw, almost. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It, he wasn't the begin. He wasn't the genesis. He was the last straw. Where watching a black man be murdered for eight minutes plus, mm-hmm. you know, definitely was like you know, what worldwide black people are mourning that you know doesn't he don't have to be from here. Yeah. And, you know, as everybody repeatedly keeps saying, the UK is not innocent yep. at all. So, you know, a lot of people are being triggered. You know, I even see people keep saying, like, oh, you know, why are rappers not speaking? I'm like, guys, they, they, they've been, you know, I watched Ashley um, Waters. Yeah. Ashley, and it really upset me and it rang true. Like, some of these guys have been flung around like anything by police. They've had awful experience. They're triggered. A hundred They are triggered. Some are triggered, so they're in silence because they're triggered they've been through it you know we can't you know judge or look to people to ride for us you know oh yeah they'll talk about their girlfriends or they talk about this but they won't talk about this they are triggered yeah they don't want to talk they're humans at the end of the day i think i'm not 
I personally am not judging any black person that is silent right now at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that person is silent. I don't, I'm not out for forcing black people to speak. I'm definitely judging the non-black people that are posting selfies, but the black people that, you know, some are tired. Some just don't want to acknowledge it at all. Some have had enough. Some are being triggered. Some just want to ignore it. I don't judge one black person other than Virgil Abloh who donated £50. Pounds about uh, oh, my God, no. That was... Out there behaving. Outrageous. That was I scary. so funny. I just, I can't... I know people like, you don't pocket watch, and you know what, for true, I don't. I, I think my judgment comes within the fact that he put it up to match up. Yeah, match it. I, I yeah. could have yeah. Nah, like... He bought that one on himself. He bought that one on himself. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. You got socks that sell for £60. I'm not saying that your 50 isn't enough. I just think that, you know, it was very tone deaf. Yeah. It just was very tone deaf. Because if that was something you were doing between your friends, you shouldn't have shared it. I thought. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't think black people, um, you know, have to speak. I'm cool with them being silent. Okay, so you don't you don't feel like artists, especially artists who have spoken out on this issue before, and there's kind of a, a low key expectation. I know expectation is kind of a bit wild to say, but like artists that whose music kind of revolves around being woke or conscious, you don't think that there's a certain responsibility for them to speak out on the issue. No, parent your kids. That's my thing. Parent your kids, guys. Please. Please, for the love of God, stop looking for celebrities. Parent your children. Like, people come and ask, oh, why hasn't Stormzy spoken? I just want people to shut he's their been, mouth. Stormzy. He's been speaking. They've Stormzy been speaking. They've been speaking. Of, like, you know, being dragged by bloody Katie Hopkins. But Stormzy mm-hmm. has opened his own pocket and sent black kids to Cambridge. I don't know how long I'm going to be paying my student loan for, you know. It's a big bit of pee to be doing every year without sponsorship with your own money. You know, people are doing work. Dave ain't spoken, but I've seen pictures that he was at the protest. People Mm -hmm. was asking Kanye to speak. God knows why, because he's not going to say anything. Yeah, nice. He put $2 million, I saw, aside for... um, George Floyd's daughter's college fund and also was protesting in Chicago. Some people don't want to speak and that's okay. Stop placing these big responsibilities on artists and, you know, use your brain and parent your kids. Do you think at times that we give the pl- platforms to the to the wrong people? Like giving people people platforms just because they are popular rather than the people who actually have the knowledge to advocate and articulate what, what it is that we actually need to say? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I just, I think for me, I'm my thing's a little bit separate. Like, I don't, I really don't. I just don't engage with things that don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw somebody that went on the news yesterday or the other day before, who I just didn't think was the right person to be on the news because of the way that he has, yeah, made jokes and marginalized the black community. But mm-hmm. so I don't retweet it. I'm not even paying attention. I'm just like, all right, like that's that. I just think. As a community, yeah, we need to stop feeding outrage. We make too many people who shouldn't be famous have a voice. Like, if we all collectively stopped um, um, paying attention to Katie Hopkins, yeah, she'd probably stop at some point. Yeah. Not with her, but she would start, she'd go somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we feed Piers Morgan. These lot live for attention. Can we just ignore Yep. How about can we just ignore? Can we just ignore? Like I've stopped out you know, I've stopped outrage with things. Just ignore, just ignore, just block and ignore. Just keep going. Ignore, 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 ignore. Something else I actually wanted to touch on is kind of artists who were releasing music at this time. Um, so I think it was Gunner's album, he went number one during this period of time. Um, and he was kind of saying that it kind of well, it kind of sucks to have a number one album because no one's paying attention to it. Do you think he's right to be frustrated or is it kind of like one of those read the room situations? <laughs> uh, a bit of both. You know, peep artists put blood, sweat and tears into albums. You know, it's their diary that they're sharing with the world, but also at the same time, re- I guess, read the room. It's, it's a bit of both. It's hard. It's hard. I have not focused on any new music during this period. At all. Not, not on purpose. Even just throughout the pandemic, I've just not 
being able to take in new music. Some of my favorites have been releasing, and I've just been like, oh yeah, you know, it's just not, you know, because there's still a pandemic outside. Like, mm-hmm. missed all of this. Corona is rife. It's active. It's you know, we're going through too many different things at once. So music for me is, you know, it definitely. It's not even that. Like it's not the time because like I said for the people that want to switch off and focus they might and there might be a day you know next week or whatever where I don't want to talk about nothing I, want, I might want to put Gunner's album out but I put Gunner's album on and vibe to it in the kitchen but I guess you might not be able to publicly express that you're upset that people are not focusing on it mm. because they might look self-centered but I totally understand why you would be because albums are you know art yeah. that take long time and you really want people to care about it but you can't control that people don't and you're allowed to be upset about it but I guess you kind of have to not vocalize your upset because then you look Mm self-centered but I don't think there's anything wrong with releasing music at this time I think you know music is forever you release it they might not listen to it it might be a track that people come back to and be like oh wow this was sick like I don't think we should be like oh yeah people should release music now because there are people who need music like music is a big escape for me I know my days where I'm having a long day and I'm not in the mood I don't want to you know I want to listen to a good song like I want to put a good album on so if people if people release something and it slaps you know I'm, I'm here for it I think I, that's something I definitely saw a lot of like a lot of artists kind of pausing their releases and saying guys I want to give you this music but I don't feel like now is the right time I feel like a lot of artists are kind of like not scared but for want of a better word scared to like put music out at this time because they don't want to be seen as being insensitive and I think a lot of them are finding it hard to navigate kind of this space which is completely understandable I guess yeah, I mean, each their own. I think if you're if you don't feel if you feel compelled to hold your music back, then by all means, if you can, then do it. I think, you know, music means different things to different people. Releasing it might be a uh, an escapism for others, where they might want to listen to your album and they don't want to think about anything else. And if you don't feel in sound mind to put your music out, because as an artist, you need to also focus on that release, then don't. I don't think there are any one fit all rule. Like, I think, just do as you feel. If you don't want to release it, don't. If you do, then do. Fair enough. Okay, so on a more positive note, you and uh, Bianca Brie um, founded Bold Women Win Big. Please tell me I said that right. You did. It's also our initials as well. So it's Bianca Wilson, Whitney Burton. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. I had the, I didn't see that actually. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't. People know my name because my surname, my fam, my brothers are quite high up in music anyway. But I don't put my name anywhere because people are too bad, man. Next thing you know, they're trying to find you on LinkedIn and all types. Yeah, of just, yeah, yeah. I just I try to put minimal thing out there. But yeah, it was a double entendre, you know. Nice. It's the spirit of being in music. So, um, from my understanding, it's a foundation um, to empower and equip equip the next uh, generation of women seeking opportunities in the creative industry so could you tell us a bit more about this venture um it's about paying forward I think for me um a black woman gave me my first internship and I've never not had a job in music since and I guess for Bianca she's saying that several black women have helped her in her journey and we're just noticing that there's a lack of black women and women in general just in music and we want to, you know, build a foundation that really equips women who want to enter the industry with the right skills, knowledge, contacts, you know, so that they can move forward, hopefully into a job in the industry, hopefully into their desired job in the industry. You know, we're going to take a bunch of girls and try and train, you know, a certain amount each year. So it's not that they just go to seminars and then go home and are left to their own resources. They're going to come to BWWB and by the end of it, they should be ready to enter a building or, you know, whether it be radio, uh, DJing, what they should be ready to enter their respective field by the end of the training at the foundation and hopefully at some point we'll get support from these buildings so that we can just directly send them straight into something mm-hmm. so how can people get involved are you currently looking for people to get involved um at the moment because of corona we've had to halt so it's obviously a weird time to launch but we just wanted people to know that this is our initiative and it's coming just so people know that in this time there are things that 
are being done for black women and we care but when Rona is done we'll get right back so we are definitely in the works of getting things done but we're not like opening it up this minute so that people can send us applications etc because it's not up and running because of corona Mm -hmm. but as soon as we get an all clear where we're able to do things with certain capacities etc we're going to get right into it okay and um in terms of like any companies that want to connect with you on that is that the same sort of thing or or are you open to people reaching out on that front people have really like it's been an overwhelming amount of people that have reached out to us already like please keep reaching out like don't stop um just let us know what you want to do behind the scenes etc and then we'll just kind of keep note and come back to people when it's time or if you want you can wait until we say like okay cool it's go time and hit us up either or whatever people are comfortable with okay so if someone wanted to contact you what would be the best way to do so um i don't know i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) instagram email um um oh gosh for now maybe twitter reason mm-hmm. being because my email i've got about 10 million things coming through there at the moment already and then i'm not going to give anything else other than my email out to public so and my insta dms i only allow dms from people i follow so i'll miss it there so maybe just drop me a tweet to say hi like, i want to dm you or hi can you you know yeah I'd like dm me to speak and then i can talk to you further okay perfect okay so now we're gonna get into our favorite track section of the show i know you said you've not really listened to much music recently whitney but would you would you like to share a, a track that you like or any track a recent and track it doesn't it doesn't have to be recent mine definitely isn't because <laughs> i've not listened to any. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um what in relation to everything going on or just in general just in general something that kind of uplifts your uh, your soul your spirit just any anything that you catch a vibe to um i'm a i'm a bit of an old soul you know so and i I love songs on my bag so when i feel like out of place i always go back to stevie wonder that's like oh my god yes Stevie Wonder is my like. You see, when Stevie Wonder passes away, I think I'm gonna vomit. Like, I'm gonna say, like, I'm gonna soon, but I'm I'm actually gonna project our vomit. But um, he his music has been like something I I think I've been sitting with mm-hmm. this quarantine period, especially his song "You and I." I love that song. Oh nice. So that's that's my song, Stevie Wonder. You and I. Nice, Mimi. What about you? Um, I. I've been listening to Sue Me by Wale, that I've been banging it out. Yeah, because I don't know right now as well. I just want to see every single black person win in life, you know. I'm just Mm -hmm. tired of what's going on in this situation. I'm just rooting for everyone that's black. That's how I see it right now. I hear you. Mine is like a very, very similar vibe very much an old school track so minus sam cook a change is gonna come because literally that is the one song that summarizes like my mood for the entire week like yes it's been draining yes it's taken forever to get here but finally i feel like something is shifting i'm seeing movement i'm seeing people having conversations with actual actionable steps and for me that's the important thing so yeah that's definitely like uh, something that's kept me going this week one thing i did want to discuss before we wrap up was this new vibe cartel track i literally don't want to talk about it <laughs> no, 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 no. No, can i say something i like it i like it I'm tapping out. No, 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 no. Can I explain? I actually like it, guys. Go on, it's, go on. It's not okay. Ever since the whole clash and what's going on in the world, you expect him to be okay. He's not okay. I, I love it. I stand. I'm so confused. <laughs> like, I like it. Do you know what? It's one of those things. If I didn't know it was vibes, I would let it run. But this, I'm so baffled. I didn't see it coming. I don't understand. I don't know what the angle is. The song isn't actually terrible. But I'm it's just not like, bad. I like I'm it. I'm just like, this is just so off that course. I'm so confused. No, why is Wit quiet? <laughs> she doesn't say anything. I'm just going to it out. <laughs> not here for this at all. Oh I'm my God. Like, I'm literally not involved. <laughs> no. I think it's a banger. I, I, mean, I don't know. You might know me, who knows? But for now, I'm not involved. 
they need to get like someone like Paramore, like someone like that on some type yeah, of it's a remix. remix. Yeah, do you know like what they did with like Jay Z and like Linkin yep. Park with like Numb and Core, like something like Edel that. Bang. Yeah, something like that needs to happen. But I don't know what his direction is. I don't know what the plan is. Is is he okay? Is vibes okay? Because clearly he's not. Like what is what is happening here? Tried to get him out of here. Now he's making rock music. Honestly. <laughs> I like, you know, I like it. He has range. He has range. I don't care. No, no one can tell me nothing. He has range. No, sorry, big up Adija every time. So, listen, <laughs> whatever he decides to make, I'm with it. I just need a second with this one particular song. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to collect my thoughts on this because I don't know what's happening at, at this point. I don't. Okay, so before we let you go, um, this is the part of the show where we just kind of let people know what we're going to be working on for the rest of the week. So, what does your week look like? Uh, do you know what? I don't know, you know. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of conversations going on that um yeah, there's a lot of conversations going on. Um this the show must be pause UK thing has turned into another job almost. So every day I'm doing something um relative to it. But yeah. Yeah, literally since Tuesday we've been doing stuff um regarding the show must be pause UK. So I guess next week I don't know what's, what it's going to bring I've got loads of different Zoom calls regarding different things um, I also need to mother my son for God's sake um, uh-huh. yeah it's full of that I need to mother my son um, and work I guess that's that's my week, my next week Mimi what about you? Um, I don't know you know writing chilling sleeping eating the usual I that. you? I think for me um, industry me will, will be returning to posting for Monday. I think for us it was important to pause, but I also think the way that we function within this space is just continuing to provide a space for black voices. And I don't think our silence actually benefits anyone. So um, in terms of what we're going to be doing, I don't think it will look too different to what we were doing before, but maybe just being a bit more intentional about how we manoeuvre going forward and yeah just taking an opportunity to encourage everyone to keep raising awareness and educating ourselves so yeah that's I think what I'm going to be doing lots of documentaries because I think as as black people it's very easy to also like be a bit complacent and like feel like we do know everything and there's probably a lot of stuff that we we ourselves don't know so I think it's also important for us to continue on the path of education so yeah with that being said we're wrapping now so thank you for listening guys if you got thank this far we really really appreciate it thank you so much Whitney for taking the time to speak to us we really appreciate having you no on the problem show. thank you for having me so thank you we'll catch you okay. later guys see ya bye bye